What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Thread and Needle Podcast. This is episode nine. I am your host, Jared Kelly. I'm also brought by my side, my co-host, Sean Bruner. I hope you guys are having a fantastic day. We're going to open it straight up, going right into the Sixers, recapping on the game that happened Saturday. Sean, what were your opinions about the game Saturday? I, I absolutely dominant it's dominant game saturday dominant i mean dude we 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 went into this already knowing that we were going to demolish toronto i got these i got people saying that this this series is going 7 all this stuff there's like no way this, no i had people saying that they were going to steal one at home no like the sixers are such a more of a better team than toronto like there's no way that they have a shot at home against us. Absolutely. And I know on the previous episode on our podcast that I said, ultimately, we were going to beat them in six. I was actually going to give Toronto at least two games. I now said with five. The, yeah, now with the injury of Barnes, and then I saw uh, Gary Trent was doubtful. He came back. He was a huge piece last night. He didn't really do too much, but nah, he, he was well, a little he quiet. Left, he left early because he was sick, though. So. Yeah, so I know he was doubtful. And who else? Who else was doubtful? Thaddeus Young. Uh, yeah, Thad Young, yeah, because he had the sprained thumb or something, mm-hmm. yeah, cause, uh, from, from the game on Saturday. But he came back, he played. Uh, he was he was all right. He was a little he was a little good piece for him. He was kind of quiet. But, but yeah, so they were doubtful. So as soon as I saw that Barnes route, dude, honestly, we got the sweep. I might go on a limb and give him one game at home. That's what I, I said. They would take either game three or game four at home. Yeah, so I'm, I might give them one game at home. But honestly, dude, I mean, pfft. It, it might be a sweep, but honestly, I am so impressed by the Sixers. Way to step up. Tyrese oh Maxey, 38-piece on the game on Saturday. Dude, he is just turning out to be a superstar. Dude, the next coming years, he is going to be phenomenal. Not saying that he already isn't, because he is. So he, he's, he's just going to get better, you know, even, even more more years in the league. He's just going to get more consistent, and he's going to get better, dude. We, we we had mentioned his name on previous episodes on a podcast. You know the amount of love we have for the guy. He's just a cat. I love him. He leaves everything on the floor. I love what the Sixers are doing, man. Yeah, but we, we, well, when they were talking about um having a third star come in, like, during the offseason, like, we might not need it anymore. I mean, Tyrese Maxey's turning into a star. He's proven it. Dude, he's out of his mind. Like, he played out of his mind on Saturday night, dropping 38 points. 38 points, man. Oh, my God. He's just too fast for anybody on Toronto to guard him. He is, yeah. I mean, Fred Van Fleet can't stick with Tyrese Maxey. Let's be real. He can't. And him not being the most improved player is out of – this mind out of this world yeah. honestly like huh. even jordan Poole not being in it too i know dude like, like they, how are you gonna snub jordan Poole? Yeah. how are you gonna snub, snub tyrese maxey these I mean, analytics come on it's your job what these you awards doing? might go down as like being the worst ever like, i know they're like, gonna give Jokic the mvp just because analytics all this like bull crap yeah i think so yeah and i gotta give credit where credit is due to my boy Dejounte murray he's up there for most improved player but honestly i mean i would take uh, uh, I mean, you can't stump Jordan Poole, man. You gotta get him in there. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing out of his out of he's his been world, playing dude. out of his mind, man. I mean, it's just been phenomenal. And so, before we get off topic, uh, T- Tobias Harris. I mean, oh, he has been yeah. hot, dude. Uh, Wait, it's a great sight to see him come back and get in the groove when we need it at the most. I really don't see anybody beating us if Tobias and Maxi stay as aggressive as they are. Dude, I can't see anybody like you, beating us. Like, we don't even have Harden scoring like that many points. I know. And he's B- straight just and B- only had 19 in game one. Yeah. So. 
Dude, dude, Harden's just straight facilitating, bro. Yeah. Like, he's, I mean, he's having, doing having these players step up, like Toby and Maxi and everything, is going to, like, I don't see anybody beating the Sixers. Yeah, and Joel and Beast always doing his thing. Got to give got to give the man the MVP. <laughs> Come on, he, he's, he has to be the MVP. Yeah, he deserves I, it, like, dude. I say this every single episode, but, like, yeah, nobody yeah. plays. Like, the shots that Embiid was making last night, like, no, like, Jokic ain't making any of those <laughs> shots. Jokic got cooked up by that Golden State Warriors, man. They cooked them up, man. Huge, huge contribute from Jordan Poole. We're actually going to go over that soon. Uh, but I wanted to go over to the game that popped off last night with the Sixers because I know we were recapping on the game Saturday. What did you think about last night, Sean? I thought it was a great game from the Sixers. It was a rocky start, but I think they just they had a timeout. They came back and they Got were in just rhythm. playing. Yeah, they were just playing aggressive. Dude, how about Freddie Van Fleet? Like, I know you were at the game last night. You know the uh, crowd yeah. was ecstatic. Yeah. I was texting... I was texting you back and forth, and yeah. Freddie Van Fleet was just chucking up shots and making them, yeah, bro. Yeah, he was just a crowd silencer all night. Yeah, yeah I was just, like, dude, come on. And, but, I but swear, then he got he cold. Just, I, then yeah, he got cold in the second get, half, He did though. get really yeah. cold, and I was, saying, I was saying that, too. Like, he was really hot to start off that first quarter. He popped off. Yeah. But uh, he got cold after that. But, dude, at the first quarter, he was just a crowd silencer. Like, something big would happen. He would just come down and just bang a three real quick. I know, just, dude. With ease. He was yeah. just pulling them. Yeah. But I thought it was a great game from the Sixers. I thought they started off slow, and then they just kind of just took off. Um, They started falling off a little bit in that fourth quarter. Yeah, I didn't thing. want them to get too comfortable with yeah, the lead. Yeah, they were getting a little too comfortable, and yeah. they brought it down to maybe like 11, I think it was. Yeah, because Toronto's known to come back yeah. like in the second half. And we're known so. to blow the leads like that. So. Exactly, yeah. I didn't want us to get too comfortable, so we kind of we kind of sparked it up because Toronto went on that run. I think it was like – Fifteen nothing run or yeah. something like that, and then finally we got a we we got a basket. Yeah, and then they got the steal. Maxi pulled up for three, and yeah. I was like, all right, yeah, it's over. Yeah, now. but ultimately it was a great game from the Sixers. Shout out to our guys. You guys are gonna. I, I mean, I, I I might bring the broom out. I I, I might <laughs> have to bring the broom out and start sweeping. Might have to bring the broom out. I, I might have to bring the sweep. Might have to start looking towards the next round. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean Toronto's just. There are no match against us, man. Who on that team can guard Joel Embiid? Nobody. Absolutely nobody. Nobody. I mean, they don't even have that big, big. I mean, it tells it right there. You know what I mean? Like Joel Embiid is just feasting down there, man. I love the intensity. I love the energy he played with last night. Ultimately, a great win by the Sixers. Shout out to you guys. We love you. Just as long the Sixers have to just go to Toronto and just get things done. Just, just don't think that the series is over. Just go and get things done. Yeah. So, Sean, I kind of wanted to go over to that Boston and Nets game. Oh, oh my gosh. What a performance. This is going to be a series. Uh, it is going to be a series. It's going to seven. It's going to seven. It's going to be a nail butter. We said this on the previous episode that it was going to be a yeah. gritty, fought out series. We, we, yeah, knew, we knew it was going to be. We knew what we were coming into, but I'm not, I'm not voting against my pick. I think Boston's going to pull it out because, like I said, they're just a better glue team. I think the unexperienced by Steve Nash, you could tell like towards the late game. Uh, when they played, that they didn't really run a play, and KD why was, was Dragic in too. Like, I know why I, was Dragic in. Put Seth Curry exactly. In. I was doing? wondering why Curry was not in the entire yeah, time. Yeah, the only highlight I saw from Dragic was he shot that corner three and, and got a lucky bounce and a hit in. But other than that, like. Like, Steve Nash wants him in because of experience? Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, right. I'm, I'm sorry. You got to put Seth Curry exactly. in over like, Gordon Drakic. Curry was making huge shots last year, like, like from a fan preview, like, for the Sixers. Yeah, he was dude. just making big shots. Dude, he's that guy, and he can get torched up, man. He can he, 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 he can go on he's fire. He's going to get you more points than Drakic. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you saw the unexperience with Steve Nash because there was no play drawn up, and KD was forced into a tough, contested shot. Uh, I know – it was running low in the shot clock, but yeah, there was ultimately no play drawn up. They were kind of just like scrambling for offense almost, you know what I mean? Between Kyrie and Kevin Durant, like they 
There, there was no really plays drawn up, and that's the unexperienced by Steve Nash. I love Steve Nash, but listen, dude, you, you need to, you need to have some years in the coaching. Like you're, you're still unexperienced. Like let's be real. I mean, you know, and, and it just goes to show, prove it there. Yeah, and those Boston fans pissed Kyrie off because, dude, he was oh, yeah. torching them. Dude. Hey, but Kyrie deserved to talk his oh, chicken, yeah. man. He Kyrie was playing insane. Dude, he was going nuts. Like, he was going nuts, I, dude. That was such. It was such an entertaining game. Absolutely. I thought I thought that both teams played well. Kevin Durant, you're not going to get games like that from Kevin Durant every single series because he's just not that guy that is going to struggle that many times. So, KD's going to come back in game 2 and I think they're going to play better and I think Boston, I think Brooklyn will take game 2 in this one. Uh, I, I, I don't know, I think, man. Because if you one, if KD was playing great that game, Boston was not winning that game. Uh, if KD was playing good then Boston wasn't winning that game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Hughes contribute from Marcus Smart. I mean, that guy from three just pulling it in the corner. I mean, that man was drilling that thing, man. Just one defensive player of the year last night. Yeah, shout out to Marcus Smart doing your thing, man. I knew you were probably going to win defensive player of the year. You're a dog. I mean, dude, you'd be great for Philly. You come over to Philly, you're a dog, man. I mean, we, we wouldn't mind you. I mean, we hate playing against you, but we wouldn't mind you. You know what I mean, John? Yeah, I hate him now. If we had him, I would love him. <laughs> so. Let's go over. I know th- this game has been intensified to talk about. Uh, the intensity has been through the roof. Let's talk about that Denver and Golden State game. I mean, goes to show you right there. If Denver gets shut out, Jokic, come on, you're you can't win MVP. Come you're, on, you're not getting an MVP, dude. I'm sorry, Egg Yoke. You're 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 not getting an MVP. I'm sorry, over. Yeah, you get bounced in the first round, and you get swept in the first round. Come on, like <laughs> anal- analytics, get out of here, dude. Like yeah, <laughs> analytics, what are you doing? I mean, I I, I can get a job over half of you guys. Yeah, I mean. Right. You guys, guys are acting like some crumbs. <laughs> no, nah, but, but Jordan Poole, dude. Jordan oh Poole, gosh. man. In the next coming years, he is going to be Phenomenal. a fantastic superstar. He, He's already developing right now. He is a huge step up. Dude, I mean, I know we were talking about this right before the podcast. I mean, he he might just have to be the third Splash right, Brothers. He might have to be the third Splash Brothers. I mean, right. he, he just might have to be. I mean, Jordan Poole, man, a huge contribute for the Golden State Warriors. You were going off in the second half, my dude. Just... Just, just he was sparking, going, sparking the rock, man. You know who Curry's giving his throne to after when he leaves? Oh, yeah. You know, right oh, yeah. oh yeah. He's passing his torch right to Jordan Poole, and then, you know, he's going to have Clay Thompson for a little guidance. Yeah, Jordan Poole, is such, he's going to be such a phenomenal player, and that's what I mean. Like, he should have been a most improved player along with Tyrese Maxey, I believe. Because yeah. those were the two guys that improved the most, I believe. Yeah, Jordan Poole, I mean, he's, you know, had a phenomenal year, man. Exactly. He's been a huge piece when Klay Thompson was out and when Steph Curry missed a good amount of games, you know, when he was hurt. Jordan Poole has just stepped up through the team's weight on his shoulders, man. Really, and if they need him to step up, he steps up. Like, he always answers the call that they need. Yeah, he does, yeah. So, Sean, what do you think about uh, the, the Phoenix series, about, about Phoenix playing? Mm-hmm, that's going to be a sweet that is, be a sweep? I think it's going to be a sweep, yeah. I, I said in my predictions and everything that it was going to go like maybe five or six, but yeah. it might be a sweep. Yeah, I I got Phoenix sweeping. Phoenix is – they're just going to blow them out every every game, I believe. They they just get off the hot starts, and then New Orleans just isn't going to be able to come back. Yeah, I, I feel like New Orleans, I mean, with the experienced Phoenix Suns team and the coaching staff by Monty Williams, I mean, and Chris Paul. Chris Paul stepped up. I know, man. Crazy, yes. I know, 30 points? He had, yeah. Yeah, he had 30 points. I mean, huge. I looked at the box score, and he had like eight or something, and I was like, oh, I just like, yeah, right. Changed real I, quick. I checked, it, I checked it again, and it was like 28 points. I was like, whoa. Yeah, that scoring total changed drastically. Uh, huge, huge game by Chris Paul. But, yeah, I think I think they're going to sweep them. I mean, 
Dude, like I've been saying on previous episodes on this podcast, I mean, Phoenix has been looking like that team all year, man. Shout out to Monty Williams and young guys over there at D-Book. I mean, they're just a phenomenal team, and, you know, we got to watch out for them. We really do. I mean, I want Sixers to go all the way, obviously, but, I mean, Phoenix is that team, and I've been saying that on previous episodes on the podcast, Sean. Yeah, Phoenix is just an amazing team. They have an amazing coach. He should win Coach of the Year again. Yeah, he should. Yeah. I, I saw him up there for one of the candidates. Him and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies coach, I forget. Steve Clifford, I think his name yeah, is. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, great great coach staff, what yeah. he's doing with the yeah. Memphis Grizzlies. So another game you wanted to go go off to last night, Sean? Yeah, let's talk about Mavericks and Jazz, yeah. Uh, who who won that game, Sean? Mavericks won 110-104 against the Jazz. Jalen Brunson with 41. Oh, yeah, Jalen Brunson with 41. Ooh. Yeah, I did see that notification. Cause, sorry about you know asking about score because I didn't get a chance to watch that game, but I did see that Jalen Brunson, shout-out to that Novacat. Uh, he had 41. Huge game from Jalen Brunson, man. Villanova produces great basketball players. That's oh, all yeah, I always. They produce studs, man. And Mikel Bridges, Jalen Bronson. Yeah, got- yeah shout-out to Nova. You guys do a, do a fantastic <laughs> job over there. And real quick, I know this is kind of getting off topic, but I wanted to shout-out Danny Green. How about those oh, springs yeah. in those legs, man? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, as soon as you see Danny Green slamming, you know the game's over. Dude, the place was rocking dude, the, dude, the place was ecstatic. Dude, Danny Green's still getting up. Oh, dude, the, the bench is going crazy. They were like, "Oh, this old man's still getting <laughs> up, dude." And you can't forget, he was a previous Toronto. He was a he previous was a pre- Raptor. Yep, so. he was. He was. He was laughing when um Joan B told um Nick Nurse to stop complaining and everything. He was, <laughs> yeah, he was laughing afterwards. Dude, you know you see Danny Green get up with those springs. <laughs> you know it's over. Dude. You know he's healthy. Yeah, you know he's healthy. Good sign to see Danny Green healthy because you know he always had. Some dragging injuries, uh, but started off pretty hot from three last night. Yeah, too. he did, man. Three he was sparking three. that thing. Yeah, yeah. So, any other games you wanted to go over? How about the Atlanta Hawks and the Miami Heat the other night? Atlanta that Hawks was, and the Miami Heat. Was, yeah, that was a huge game from Jimmy Buckets, huh? Yeah, and the Miami Heat. They, I just think that the the Hawks just weren't ready for this game at all. They weren't prepared. Trey Young was not playing. Good at all. He was really struggling from the field. Yeah, he was. I just don't think anybody was doing. Gallinari was their leading scorer with 17 points. Yeah, dude, Gallinari always finds a way to step up in the playoffs. I don't care what you say, man. I remember mean, that big shot he hit against us yeah. last year. Yeah, when they played against us, dude. Yeah. He was just, you know, he, he always finds a way to turn around and be, be a huge piece in the playoffs. Yeah. So whoever we play in this, whoever wins the series, we're playing the second round. Okay. If you, if it were the Hawks or the Heat, which which team would you rather play? I mean, we've been. T- I mean, you know how we feel about the Miami Heat. Yeah, we think. I just don't think. Yeah, they're we we think they're going to sell the bag. Yeah, I think they're just a. They look good on paper, but ultimately, like I don't think they're going to get it done. So I'm going to take just because of last year. I'm going to take Miami Heat. I I, I want to go up against Miami Heat. I want to go up against the Miami Heat too, but I wouldn't mind going up against the Atlanta Hawks again. Atlanta again? I wouldn't mind running yeah. it back. Yeah, I, w- I mean, obviously not. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I would love to run it back, but. Ice Trey, yeah, I know he scares me. That's yeah, the he, thing. He, he does scare me, but I feel like, yeah, I, I, I feel like if we played Atlanta again, we ran it back. I mean, we're taking it in the back. I, I maybe give them one, maybe two games, but I feel like they just don't have enough offensive power to, to, to compete with us. Trey Young's gonna be a villain in every single Eastern Conference. <laughs> yeah, it's Trey Young, man. Team. <laughs> he, he, he's Ice Trey. You know what I mean? He, I would not be surprised if Atlanta came back and won this series against Miami. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Would not be surprised at all. Trey Young's just like that. Yeah, but if I had to pick a team, it'd probably be Miami. I I think it's leaning more towards Miami with me. 
uh, to play. It's going to be a crazy series. How about the Bucks and the Bulls the other night? That, oh, yeah, Bucks that, and the Bulls. That was a very close game. It came down to the wire. Yeah, and we, I mean, I, I did, did Bucks pull it out? Bucks won it, right? Bucks pulled it out 93-86. Yeah, and we were talking about, we were taking Bucks on this one, kind of leaning more towards the Bucks just because they're experienced. They've been there. They got Giannis. They got yeah. Drew Holiday. They got Chris Middleton. Grayson Allen's been a huge piece. They still got Cunnington. I mean, you know, uh. The the Bucks are just a team to look out for too, man. They're just so experienced. They're so good. And I'm taking Bucks. I I might give Chicago one game, but maybe that's it. Yeah, I was taking the Bucks too. Giannis had twenty seven points and sixteen rebounds the wow. other night. The Greek freak. Vucevic led the Bulls in scoring the other night. Oh yeah, how much did he have? Twenty four. Twenty four. DeRozan and Levine both had eighteen. Okay. And you need more from both of those. Yeah, guys you do need win. more from both of those guys. Yeah, Vucevic being your main scorer. I mean, come on, dude. He's he's your big guy. I mean, he's supposed to get you boards, blocks, and you know contribute on the on the points too. But you know, Demar Derozan's supposed to be your well, Demar Derozan or Zach. You know, either of them got to step up. You know what I mean? They 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 got to contribute. They got to help Vucevic, man. Vucevic being your main scorer. I mean, come on. You know, you guys got to help him out. Yeah, right. You guys got to do something, in Chicago. So, enough talking about the NBA. I mean, it's been a huge, a huge amount of games that, that's been popping off. Is there any other games you wanted to you want to talk about? That's it? Okay. So, so yeah, great sighting on the NBA's end. I mean, that Boston, Boston and Nets game, I mean, phenomenal. That layup by Jason Tatum, I mean, dude, I thought Marcus Smart was going to was going to force the layup, and then he passed it to Jason Tatum, oh, it was and great he got pass. it off yeah, he, in the second to time. He said he was looking at Horford, and he saw Tatum at the last second, and he yeah. threw it to him. I, I, dude, that was a phenomenal pass. That honestly. was a phenomenal pass, yeah. I, was. Was, I, I, I wasn't sure what he was doing with the ball. I did not expect him to throw it to Tatum. Yeah, and that was a huge Tatum just take. did a nice little spin move. Did you see KD was guarding him, too, and he, was, yeah. he just fell asleep right Yeah, there. he fell asleep. Yeah, he was stunned. And Kyrie yeah. had to step up, Because nobody expected guy. it, man. Yeah. yeah, nobody expected it. And Jason Tatum had the cojones to, to put up that layup, man. I mean, huge, Got it off just in the amount of time. Yeah. Perfect amount of time. Yeah, he did. So let's kind of shift our focus over to the MLB. So let's talk about our Philadelphia Phillies. I know there's not too much good to talk about right now. Uh, out of the Miami series, which I predicted, I thought we could probably sweep. Uh, that did not happen. Totally, we, Miami we went two Miami's just a team against us. I did I hear know. that, yeah, we did struggle previously to Miami before, but I was thinking that our offense was going to turn around, our pitching was going to turn around, and I thought we were going to sweep Miami. But Miami played pretty good, dude. I'm so, just waiting for the Phillies' offense to wake up. Like I'm just I know. waiting for them to finally realize that the season started. I know, yeah. And they and they, and they still got a gel, Sean, like I've been saying that. When you had that much offensive power, I mean, look, look at the NBA. You know what I mean? When you got a bunch of stars on the same team. I mean, they, st- they still got a gel. I mean, but there's a ton of games left, man. The season's, you know, just started, man. I mean, they're going to turn around. Yeah, the last three years or so, they – always start off hot and then they always end off slow so maybe they're starting off slow and then maybe they'll end hot and get us into the postseason hopefully i'm just waiting for a postseason i haven't haven't had a postseason since 2011 (laughs) yeah i hear you sean so they did play the rockies last night they lost for the one i mean i was taking obviously i was taking the phillies in this one i mean i i don't i don't know what's going on man we did not have that many hits i mean in total i'm I'm looking at the statistics right now we only had five hits man colorado ultimately had nine by the end and colorado had four runs we had one like yeah. just what, what wasn't a lot of firepower last we're night. just we're just our offense just isn't clicking right now they just gotta get into a groove and our pitching as expected isn't really that good i mean I really do want us to win the games that Nola and Wheeler are pitching, but they're yeah. just both not off the great starts. I mean, I thought the first game that Aaron Nola played pretty good. Yeah. And then 
just after that, he just hasn't been playing. He hasn't been clicking. And Zach Wheeler not getting a full spring training and everything really affected him, I think, because he's not playing to his how ability. he did last year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know Aaron Nola was actually on the mound uh, last night. Uh, he had, I think, four strikeouts, uh, but I was switching back. Obviously, I was watching the Sixers, yeah. so I was bouncing back between the Sixers. I was the at Sixers. the game, so I didn't. Yeah, in the Phillies. Yeah. yeah, you're at the Sixers game. I mean, you know, that, that, that's got to be super exciting, Sean. You, you had to love it last night. Yeah, I mean, like, we picked up some great pieces this offseason and everything. The pitching just wasn't, like, there to, like, pick up. Like, yeah. there wasn't really crazy good pitching that we could go after to, like, pick up. But, you know, maybe the Phillies just have to just start clicking again, and their their offense has to get going. So, Sean, let me pop this question to you. So, what do, what do you think about Ranger Suarez? What do you think as far as his pitching? Cause I, I thought he played phenomenal last yeah. year. Like, la- last year was amazing. Yeah, he, he just was came really out of nowhere. Ma- yeah, yeah, came out of nowhere Came out of the year. bullpen, and he was just picking great as a starter. Yeah. Um, I think he also just has to get into a groove, too. Because I'm kind of leaning more towards him to be a big piece for us to step up as far as the pitching. Yeah, and I uh, thought goes. Zach Eflin would step up and everything, coming yeah. back from injury, too. But, yeah, I mean, I, I just... I like Ranger Suarez. I think yeah, he could be a great pitcher and everything. He just has to get back into his groove like he did last year. I mean, he was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely, Sean. I completely agree. So let's kind of go over to some of the candidates in the MLB that you think for early run for MVP. I know we talked on the previous episode about Vlad. Yeah. I mean, he's had my top two right now are Vlad and Jose Ramirez. Jose Ramirez. Yeah, I thought I I saw Jose Ramirez got named. NL NL East Player of the Week, yep. I think. Yeah, National League, or yeah. no American League. American League, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, uh, Player of the Week. So shout out to Jose Ramirez. I told you, dude. I knew it was it was a boldy statement, but I'm I'm saying this now, man. And I said it on the previous episode. Expect Jose Ramirez to have another MVP year this year. He, he's going to be up there. He's going to be a candidate. Yeah, so I would say for my top two for the A, I would probably be Vlad and Jose Ramirez. Vlad and Jose, yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that, man. Uh mm-hmm. So I just wanted to go over to a guy that I actually picked up on my fantasy. Uh, what's his name? What is his name? What is his name? Nestor Cortez? Cortez? Something like that? Uh, pitcher for the Yankees, man. He had, oh my God, dude, his last start, which was April 7th. So that was that was two days ago. Dude, he had 12 strikeouts, man. He had a phenomenal game. Never even heard of him. <laughs> yeah, pitched five innings, and then they pulled him. I don't know why they pulled him. Uh, I, 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 I know he had a huge amount of pitches, uh, in that game, but dude, I, I don't know why, I don't know why he pulled him in. I mean, but, uh, yeah, 12 strikeouts. I mean, that, that, how about the other, we, did we talked about, we talked about the Clayton Kershaw thing, right? Yeah, we did on that. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm still shocked about yeah, that. Yeah, why they pulled him. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah, huge shout out to, uh, Nestor. Uh, <laughs> he's doing his thing, 12 strikeouts, but, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, what do you think? About the oh, what do you think about the Brewers and Yelich hitting that grand slam? Do you think he's gonna wake up on I the hope offensive so, end, dude? My you boy, hope so? I hope he's back. Yeah, because I know monster shot Like we said on the previous episode, that McCutcheon has been a huge addition. I mean, I actually got him on my fantasy. He has been a huge plus, huge addition to the uh, Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, and I'm expecting the Brewers to turn around. I'm expecting Yelly to come back hitting that grand slam. I mean, I hope that wakes him up, man. I think he's already playing better than he did last year and the year before that, so I'm hoping that this wakes him up and he gets into a hot start again. He's definitely seeing the ball, man. He definitely is. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he he is definitely uh, seeing the ball. So, yeah, let's kind of talk a little bit more about the Phillies. So, uh, I think we're – are we still playing – we're playing the Rockies again tonight, Playing the Rockies tonight, yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, do you know if it's a three-game, four-game series? I'm pretty sure it's a three-game series. Three-game? Okay. So, or I'm not, maybe it is a four-game series. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not positive. Okay. Yeah, so obviously, you know, we're leaning towards on this one. I want the Phillies to come out and – Nah, it's a three-game series. Three-game series? Okay. Yeah, I, I want the Phillies to come out and absolutely demolish the Rockies. I mean, come on, Phillies. You guys just got to yeah, wake up. They just got to wake up, and they just got to get back into their groove. I mean, they just – I keep saying it, but – we have Kyle Gibson pitching tonight, and hopefully he dude, had a Dude, I like Kyle Gibson. Night. Yeah, he had a great start the first game. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he had a great start. Yeah, uh, Dude, uh, Castellanos hasn't been real bad, man. He's been seeing the ball. He's yeah, kind of I mean, been he's in the groove. The ball, yeah. yeah, he's hitting the ball. You just need, like, guy, like you, know, you can't keep relying on Bryce Harper. It can't be another Bryce Harper year like we like it was last year to expect him to carry all the offense yeah. load this on This is on what we shoulder. got these pieces this for. This is why we picked up the pieces, exactly. man. But, yeah, we got to – dude, I saw last night when I was flipping back and forth between the Sixers and Phillies that I saw that Reese actually had an error because he let the ball – he let the ball roll and it actually hit off the off the bag. And he actually had an error because it popped up and hit his chest, so it actually fell out of his glove, and he had to reach over. So uh, the hitter the hitter was safe at first. But I also saw Alec, Alec – boom. That's how you say his last name, right? Alec yeah, Boom. Alec boom yeah. yeah, so he was trying to catch a uh, pop-up fly – and oh, yeah, act- I saw that. Yeah, yeah, and it actually, like, yeah. it actually kind of hit the net a little bit, yeah. and he, like, slipped. But, I mean, I mean, good effort for trying to get the ball. But, I mean, you can't really have too many errors, you know, because that's going to catch up with you. But, yeah, I mean, I- I'm expecting the Phillies to turn around, man. I'm expecting our offense to turn around. I mean, we got to do something. We got to get that bell ringing, man. We're 4-7 and seven right now. I mean. Just got to wake up. Just yeah. got to wake up. I mean, dude. The, the the Rockies have a better record than us. I know. They're seven and three. And they lost Trevor Story too. Yeah, and they lost Trevor Story. Yeah. They lost and, Arenado. Yeah, and they uh, lost Arenado. Yeah. Like They're like, not a good team at all. Like, come on, yeah, <laughs> they're not a good team at all. Like, let's turn it around, man. Like, Phillies, I'm expecting you guys to turn around. Like we were saying, opening up the season, me and Sean have high expectations for you guys. Like I said, there's still a ton of time left. There's, you know, the whole the whole season's still left. I mean, you know, there's only been 11 games uh, so far. So, I mean, expect them to turn around, Sean. But, but yeah, man, I mean, I mean, you know, but not too much to talk about. I wish we had more to talk about on the Phillies, but we really don't. they they just been sticking it up. But shout-out to the guys over over at the Wells Fargo Center, our Sixers, man. They, they've they been stepping it up, and I, I love what they're doing, Sean. I really do. I'm ready for game three. Yeah, I'm ready for game, game three. three tomorrow. Bring it on, Toronto. Dude, Toronto has no answer for Joel and Beast. No answer. No answer. No answer and I know I keep saying it because I'm going to keep preaching it. They have no answer. They don't. They don't because Joel and Beast is just that dominant. Nobody in the league can guard him. He's the most dominant player in the league. He is, dude. He Come is. On. And, you know, shout out to those guys over there. And, you know, but I do like the, the coaching job uh, by Nick Nurse. I mean, Dude, he just complains too much. Like He oh does complain, God. yeah. But, you know, he is, he is a phenomenal coach. But my only thing is he plays, I mean, a lot of their guys are up for top minutes uh, played per game uh, because of the way he coaches. He he plays them a lot, man. Siakam's in the game, like, all the time. Mm -hmm. Freddie Van Fleet's always in there. I mean, a a guy we do got to watch out for is OG Ananobi. Yeah, dude, Ananobi. Ananobi. Bucket. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) He does scare me. I mean, he's he's such a great – he's been a great shooter for them lately and everything, dude. Yeah, and he can get hot, man. Ananobi can get hot. The Sixers just have to go in the game three, game four in Toronto. It's a tough place to play in there when it's a playoff game. It is. We know from experience, but um, they just have to get it going. I mean, 
don't don't take your foot off the gas. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, Sean, I know we brought up about the Boston, uh, the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets series. So I just want to talk a little bit about the smooth criminal Jason Tatum. So I, I don't know, do they have him up? In MVP because I believe they don't, but I know uh, nah. the the crowd, Boston's crowd, been 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 shouting MVP. Yeah. Uh, now Embiid's the Embiid's in there, Jokic is in there, and Giannis, I believe. Giannis, yeah, yeah. yeah. Tatum, with, Tatum with, wasn't which are good candidates, but Jason yeah. Tatum has just been playing on another oh, yeah. level, man. I mean, Deuce has got to be impressed. Dude, them step back threes that he was hitting the other night and everything. Yeah, dude, he should be a sixer. Yeah, he his, should be a sixer. Yeah. His son's in the crowd like, Daddy, you go. (laughs) I mean, you know, Jason Tatum, the smooth criminal doing his thing. I mean, shout out to those guys, the Boston Celtics and the Brooklyn Nets. I mean, Kyrie Irving just pulling tricks out of his bag. He's so smooth. He's so silky. I mean, that's what Kyrie Irving does. And, yo, let's kind of talk about – I know you saw with Kyrie Irving kind of giving the middle finger to the Boston (laughs) crowd. So, not only is he going to get fined that, but I believe he said something. Didn't Uh, he say something? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he said like the f bomb or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 how much do you think he's gonna get fined, man? Because I don't gonna know. Get I'm surprised for, they haven't even fined they, him anything yet. Yeah, nothing has came yeah, out not, that that, came that out he got yet. fined because, and that's also the thing with technology. Like all that stuff is recorded yeah, now. Like they got recorded. Kyrie Irving yeah, literally. Like I saw videos on TikTok literally giving the finger to Boston Celtics fans. I mean, but hey, I mean, you know, Kyrie could talk his chicken for that game. I mean, guy went off. The guy really did, man. He's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. And he's barely played this season, and he's just been phenomenal, like, every single game that he's played. Yeah, he is phenomenal. He is phenomenal, Sean. So, yeah, huge shout-out to the Sixers, the guys over at the Wells Fargo, uh, and hoping for the Phillies to step it up. I wish we had a little bit more to talk about, uh, but kind of rocky start uh, for the Phillies. They just need their offense to get going. But, yeah, that has been Thread the Needle Podcast, Episode 9. Hope you guys have a good one. Go Sixers. Go Sixers!